Welcome friends. We are your hosts, Sandy and Wade, baby best friends turned husband and wife and business partners. This podcast is for the dreamers, the movers and shakers, and those who seek to attract their dream life. Strap in, getting magnetic in three, two, one. Like attracts like. If you see it in your mind, you can hold it in your hand. You just decide what it's going to be, who you're going to be, how you're going to do it. And then from that point, the universe is going to get out your way. This moment in time, this is your time to rise. Okay, before we get into today's episode and start it on and continue our leadership theme for March, I want to share the story like what we were just talking about. <laughs> Guys, this is probably one of my most embarrassing moments. This was like circa, let's see, maybe 2009 or 2010. At the time I worked at the Ritz-Carlton, I was working in their catering sales department and um, like assisting the wedding planners and all that stuff. And somehow this random phone call got redirected to my desk and at the Ritz, you are trained, like you, you just handle it. Like, it doesn't matter if it's not your job, like we're all about customer service, right? So I get this random phone call and they're like, hi, can you get me my confirmation number for my hotel room? And I'm like, I don't know how to do that. I'm like, absolutely, sir. What's your last name? And I'm like, trying to look it up on the system. Like, I have no idea what I'm doing. I've never fielded a call like this, <laughs> trying to figure it out. Anyway, finally, somehow find this information. And he's like, can you please read me the confirmation number? I'm like, yes. So I read the number and I'm like, four J-G-I-O-U-K-L, like whatever the whole number is. And he was like, I'm, I I can't hear you Four. Okay. Then what was it? J like going through. And I was like, yes. And I didn't have like the phonetic alphabet in front of me. So I was just like, I finally was like getting frustrated and I'm like, I have so much work to do. Like, I don't even know how I got this call. And so I was like, sir, J as in gigolo. That's what I said. I think J as in gigolo, which I don't even use that word. Yeah. Like, had you ever used that word before? I mean, I had probably said it before in my life, but it was not a regular word that I use. Yeah. Do you even spell it? You do spell it's it. It's with a G. It's with a G. Yeah. So that's the other embarrassing part. You spell gigolo with a G, Using not a G. gigolo. And then if one, and then two, yeah, you didn't even it's get the one letter thing right. To say like, I should have been like jump or something like that. Anyway, yeah. then I get to the E and the E in the sequence of the confirmation number. And I'm like, E as an igloo. And he's like, I or E? I'm like, E as an igloo. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, Egg-glue. so. So igloo, like where Eskimos live, because that's an I. I'm like, sir, yes, that's what I'm talking about. Like, <laughs> I was just like, on. I was like, what the fuck? So anyway, it was one of the most embarrassing things. <laughs> then my boss comes over. <laughs> this is so embarrassing to tell this story. My boss comes over like horrified. Like she looked like she just got punched in the stomach and she overheard it because we were like in cubicles. And she was like, Sandy, what was that? I was like, I was doing my best to give that customer <laughs> customer service. <laughs> And then she ended up printing out this like a, a through Z, like laminated alphabet thing above my desk. So it would never happen again. But anyway, anytime I tell that story, it's literally hilarious. One of my most embarrassing moments ever. And we just wanted to start today with a funny story. Yeah. You know, one thing I love about you is your humility and willingness to make fun of yourself oh. and like, like share that story. Right. And your relatability, like you're an exceptional leader and businesswoman and mother and wife and like how you show up in the world is so big and amazing but you're also you're relatable where people are like oh my gosh sandy would do that i would do that and it inspires people to be like you know what i'm like sandy and if she's doing this maybe i could do it too 
Okay. Should we get into the topic today? Yeah, let's get into the topic. We, so today we got, we're going to continue this leadership series because we realize, you know, for us, okay, how do we want to level up our leadership? This is an internal thing. And then we want to give it outwards too, but we, we came up with 10 qualities of a leader and this is uh, inspired by, I'm reading Thinking Grow Rich right now. And Napoleon Hill, who wrote it, came up with his own like 11 qualities. He wrote it in like 1920 something. So we updated this for kind of our own experience and world, but it, there's some overlap and similarities. You want to just switch off and just share. This is going to be a quicker episode. Yeah. Just hard hitting like, okay, where am I at there in each of these 10 things? Yes. If you're a note taker, this is number one. I'll start. I'll start on one. You okay. want to go to the next? So the first one is unwavering belief. And when I when you say belief, so the first quality of a leader is belief. And these aren't in any particular order, just things that patterns in leaders and things you should work on developing and having. So belief is, I think it's first belief in yourself, belief in your ability to go out and do something. Henry Ford said, if you think you can, you're right. If you think you can't, you're right. So if you don't believe in yourself in the beginning of your ability to go out and do something, or at least grow towards becoming that version... You're, you're starting in a hard spot. So it, it's belief in oneself and maybe you don't have it today, but it's working on, I can become that person that achieves that thing. Number two is vision. Do you have a vision for what you're developing, for where you're going, for why you're doing it? Like you have to be able to see it before it's there. You have to be able to feel that, like close your eyes and really step into it. Like, what does it feel like? What does it smell like? What am I wearing? Who's with me? How... Like, where am I at in my life? Where do I live? Like all the details of X, Y, Z, whatever that goal is for you, whatever, like, what is your vision? Like the more you step into those feelings and the more you step into like what it truly is like to be where you want to be, the more that you're going to get there. I love it. Leaders are are visionaries. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you, you've you got to cast a vision. Oftentimes leadership is rallying people around a common vision. And it doesn't mean you know how to do it because that's a whole different topic. This isn't knowing how you're going to do it. It's just having the vision for it. Release the how, drop kick the how to the curb. We don't know the how. It's just, you know that you this is coming to you. You have a clear vision picture in your mind of of where you're going and where you're leading people to. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. The third quality of a leader, courage. It takes courage to be a leader. Leadership is is being willing to go first, is being willing to forge the path, being willing to blaze the trail before others. And I, I love John Maxwell, and I bring this quote up often, but he says, know the way, go the way, show the way. Before you tell anyone else what to do or lead anyone else or manage anyone else, management and leadership are very different. You've got to be willing to go the way first. So you have to have courage to do that, right? Because leadership is uncharted territories, doing something new, growing, growing into a new version of you. And you have to have courage to be willing to do that because oftentimes with leadership, what happens is when you step out and you start to grow and you start to do things differently and you start to change, there's people that are going to try and like claw you and bring you back or, or send shade or negativity at you. So you have to have courage to keep forging ahead. And then once you do, and you get to a point, you can then bring other people along with you, but you got to be willing to go the way first and have courage. And it's scary, but you can do it. All right. Number four is being decisive. Have you made that decision, right? Knowing like I'm closing the back door on quitting. Like there is no other option. This is do or die black or white. It's kind of like there's, 
there's no other way. Like this is the way. That's how I think of this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, making a decision, right? Decided heart. We've talked about that before. And I love what you said. You burn the ships. If if you shut the back door and quitting, you make success inevitable, right? Mm-hmm. If you are decisive, you you make a decision. There's just no other option. You will keep going and you'll adapt and you'll pivot until you succeed. And I think as far as beating, being decisive, Sandy and I love this quote, but leaders make quick decisions, then they make them the right decisions. So they'll, they, they're decisive. They take it. It's not like, oh, what do you, where do you want to go? What do you want to do? I don't know. What about you? It's just decision. And then they go. And you know what? They know things don't always go perfect. They're forging a new path. So they have to adapt and pivot along the way. We don't know the exact how, but they're decisive. And that all leads to, so one is belief, two is vision, three is courage, four is decisive. That all leads to five is conviction. You you hear leaders, right? Like they have conviction in their voice of where they're going because they have belief in their self that they can get there and help. They have a vision for where they're going and they can help other people get there. They have courage because they've gone the path. They've already forged the path. They're decisive. They're like, this is what we're doing. And so with all that, it builds this conviction in their voice, in their body, in their everything. You just feel the energy of a leader and there's conviction there where it's like, whoa, they're an unstoppable train. I either got to get on the train or I'm going to get left at the station. So leaders speak and have conviction. And that's not talking over or at somebody. It's just when someone talks, you're like, Ed Milet says it, you don't have to have someone believe what you say. You have to have them believe that you believe it. That's conviction. If someone's like, I don't even know what this is all about, but I know you are convicted in this. And that's a big part of it. And what I'll add to that is belief has a sound. Mm. So when you're convicted in something, people can hear it in your voice. Mm. Like they know like, wow, like every fiber of their being, every molecule of their soul, like their DNA is wrapped up in that, whatever they're saying, like they have conviction, right? And you know, you've heard it before. When someone speaks life over something, you're like, whoa. And it's attractive because you're like, that person is decided, right? Love that. Okay, number six is self-discipline. So with this, it's really going into consistency and commitment. A little story, a little example I think of with self-discipline is like when I was first launching my network marketing business, I was so disciplined in having the conversations. I was committed and consistent beyond belief. I had a launch party when I first started my business. I actually had two of them. This was like a grand opening, like the official coming out party of saying, I'm doing this, right? And I had, this is kind of a mix of five and six, such conviction and self-discipline in where I was going. I really didn't know how I was going to do it or what, but I declared in front of everyone, I was like, I don't know how I'm going to do it, but guys watch me a year from now, five years from now, 10 years from now, my life is going to look so different than it does now because I'm willing to put in the work. I am dedicated to helping people win through what I have to offer. And I was not afraid to share it with everybody. So I had hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of conversations in the first 90 days of my business. Mm. Self-discipline, Will Smith said, is self-love. And it's it's committing to yourself and being willing to see that through. Persistence and courage will help you get something, but consistency and that self-discipline will help you keep it because as a leader, it's not just, oh, I feel good. I feel positive. It's a good day. I'm going to go do the things I need to do. No. Self-discipline is doing it no matter what, no matter how you feel, 
because it's bigger than you. Leadership is way bigger than you. You're not, you're not in it for yourself. And that leads us to number seven qualities of a leader, heart led leaders are heart led. They, they are focused on others. They're focused on service to others. They know the level of their leadership is their level of service to the world and to other people. Leaders, you aren't in, in it necessarily for yourself. It's, it's outward focused. It's if I can help other people get to this point, change their life, grow health, financially, whatever, in their marriage, any way, if I can help other people, if I can stack up all of that value that I add, all that service, I'll be successful as, a, as just purely as a result of it. But I'm going to focus outward. I'm, I'm heart, heart-led leadership. What I think with that too is being really empathetic mm. and really good at listening and great Ooh. at asking questions and great at understanding because you never really know what someone's going through. You'll never know unless you're going through that exact same thing. So a big part of being heart-led is just understanding. Like a lot of times timing is everything in someone's life. You might not understand why they quit their business, why they said they were going to go to the top of the company and a week later, they're nowhere to be found. Like all the type of stuff that you see, but it's like, we really don't know what they're going through in their life. So it's just understanding, it's listening, it's showing empathy. Um, it's asking questions. It's being able to put on like your friend hat and your coaching hat. You know, I've, I've pulled that line so many times with people of like, okay, I'm putting my friend hat aside. Do I have permission to put my coaching hat on? Because last week you cried to me telling me you want X, Y, Z. And now you're telling me that you're quitting before you've even started. Can Do I have permission to gut check you and remind you why you told me you were doing this, you know? So it's, it's being empathetic. It's being that heart that leader loving on people and being like pleasantly persistent and constantly reminding people of their why, which leads me to number eight, charismatic. This is all about like energy, passion, enthusiasm, excitement. Like it's not to say that you have to be an extrovert. You can be an introvert and be charismatic, but being charismatic, I think of as being someone that makes people feel better about themselves after an interaction with you. Like you light up the room. You might not be like the life of the party. It doesn't mean you have to have like be the life of the party, be like the loudest person or like the brightest beam of light in the room. But you need to leave people where they want more. They're like, okay, I need to know more about the person's story. Like something about the person was magnetic. I like the way I feel around them. I want to know more about them. That's how I think of charismatic. Yeah, that's a that's a really good point because most people think of charismatic as right outgoing, uh, nice per like personality you want to be around. Yes, that that could be a part of it, but it's also charismatic. It's character. It's what is your character? Is is that attractive to people? Because you could be an introvert. A, there's a lot of really good leaders that are are silent. Like Gandhi didn't say a lot of words, right? He was maybe, if not the, one of the best leaders ever in the world. He had like influence over hundreds of millions of people, if not a billion people in the world. He didn't say a whole lot. And so sometimes, you know, you see those people that are kind of quiet, but they lead by example. They lead with their values and their character. And you're like, whoa, that's a really good leader, even though they aren't that outward, you know, charismatic, energetic person. But what is your energy? And where charisma or character comes from is what are you passionate about? What are you energetic about? Where would people be willing to follow you? Um, that leads us to number nine in the qualities, 10 qualities of a leader. It's my turn. It's your turn. No, yes. you, you did charismatic. Okay. You're right. It's your yes. Turn. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> um, we both love this one. I think that's why let's both share on it. But nine is the habit of doing more than you're paid for. Whoa. Mic drop. The habit of doing more than you're paid for. I realized when I was an employee, 
in my finance job. I did my job. I did it well enough to get paid and continue to get raises and and whatever and promotions and keep getting paid. But I didn't go above and beyond and do more than than I was paid for. And I'm looking back now and being an entrepreneur, realizing, oh my gosh, I got to go add more value to the world than I'm even being paid for. I got to add value, add value, add do podcasts, do whatever it is. Like, go, how can I help people? So I can help enough people. I can do more than I'm paid for. The income will catch up. I wrote on my whiteboard today, your income will never exceed your level of personal development. If I'm always growing and doing more than I'm paid for, the income will will catch up, but there will be a lag. Hmm. Most people in the world will never do more than they're paid for. They're bare minimum thinking. They don't have that long-term vision. So really it comes down to having the long-term vision and doing the work. It's kind of like, you know, if you're wanting to rank up in your company or promote in your company, it's like, how does that top level leader version of you show up? They are the first ones at the meeting. They are the ones, you know, asking great questions. They are the ones absorbing as much information as they can, studying their leaders, doing anything they can to be in and around other leaders, right? Like they're going above and beyond. They're not just doing the bare minimum. Like this is what's expected of me. They're like, what's next? What's next? Spoon feed me the next thing. Okay. I'm ready for more. Constantly hungry for learning, which takes me to number 10, which is always learning. Are you a student of the industry? Are you a student of network marketing? What are you reading? Like you should always have an answer to that. You should always be reading, listening to podcasts, plugging into live events, virtual events, whatever your company's putting on, whatever your upline's putting on, plugging into things, truly being coachable, like not coming in with the attitude of, okay, I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to reinvent the wheel. No, network marketing has been around for a long time. There's thousands of people that are successful in this industry. Follow the leaders. Like just, it's very duplicatable, simple system. You don't need to reinvent the wheel. Keep it simple. And I think even even outside of that, outside of network marketing, it's just always learning. Warren Buffett's like the best investor ever. He's the GOAT. He's like 80. He reads four hours a day still. Like he reads. You always hear leader, leaders are readers, right? That reading is learning. You learn by doing, but you learn by other people's doing too, their life story, um, which is just amazing. So always seeking, never feeling like you know everything. Always like, what can I learn? How can I learn more? That's a wrap on the 10 qualities of a leader. To recap it, it's one, belief. Two, vision. Three, courage. Four, decisive. Five, conviction. Six, self-discipline. Seven, heart-led. Eight, charismatic. Nine, the habit of doing more than you're paid for. And 10, always learning. And that leads us to our C block. I want you to bust out a pen and paper, even if you don't journal much, and journal on this question. And it's, who is the next level version of me? And and journaling on that, like, who is that person? What are they doing? What As if you're them now, what do they do? What are their habits? What? How do they show up in the world? How do they show up in the home? How do they show up in their business? Who is the next level version of me? And really immerse in it. Not, not just high level, just they would do this. They would do that. They would read more. It's like, who who is that person? And, and after go you deep do on. that, I love this. After you do that, your next call to action is to send this episode to a leader in your life. Who is someone that you're like, you're a leader to me. I look up to you. You need to hear this. I thought of you. Like it's a compliment, right? Send this to them. As always, we're so grateful for you guys for supporting the podcast, for being here, for listening. You're obviously here for a reason. We love you. We're grateful for you. And we'll see you next Wednesday. 
only those that can see the invisible can do the impossible. So remember, you are magnetic. Magnetic.